Okay, Corporate Streets presentation. Welcome to the Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have Tumultuous TJ. And this is Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 37th law. Create compelling spectacles. All right, Jaren, it's your turn, sir. Hit us up with that translation. Help us understand. So the translation uh, for this week um, is from somebody who we all knew from the block. And this person will remain nameless, but I'm sure you've heard them make this quote before. And that is, that's on my mama. (laughs) That's on my granddaddy grave. That's on my mama. That's on everything I love. And basically, uh, I'm referring to the person that would make a big spectacle when it's about the time for a fight to happen. They're turning over tables. They punching walls. They flailing all about and pacing back and forth and jumping all around and basically clapping the hands. Don't forget the clap. Oh yeah, they're clapping the the hands and they're waiting to be held back by the by the uh, by the crew waiting to be held back. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And basically, they are creating this intimidation factor where people are like, "Hey." Don't mess with little Shay Shay. You know, she she gets, you know, pretty hyped up and rowdy. And that basically creates power for Shay Shay because, you know, nobody wants to mess with her, even though they've never seen her do anything. But they know she gets all hyped up and starts going on crazy. So Shay Shay, shout out to her. All right. And a few words from the OG Robert Green himself. Striking imagery and grand symbolic gestures create the aura of power. Everyone responds to them. Stage spectacles for those around you, then full of arresting visuals and radiant symbols that heighten your presence. Dazzled by appearances, no one will notice what you are really doing. I bet you won't step up and punch me in my face. (laughs) That's on my mama. (laughs) Now I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times and I'm going to say it again. Perception is everything. This makes presentation super important. I know you've heard the phrase, believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. Your eyes are the first line of defense to understand what that next encounter is going to be, what your next experience is going to be like. You got to trust your eyes. That's well. You don't have to, but that's what people normally do. That's what people default to is their eyes. So you got to create the spectacle, create the presentation and people will believe it. Yeah. They say people rely on what they see more than any of the other senses. True. True. Think about this. If your food comes out from the kitchen, you're at a restaurant and it looks disgusting. It's likely to taste disgusting, too. So you throw it back at the chef. And that's the first thing you're probably looking at is that, you know, the first thing you notice, you don't smell it first. You'll probably see it first unless you got. Yeah, exactly. You see it. And it's like, what? What the hell is that? Why does it look like that? Nah, 
No, I'm good. You look at that steak. Oh, man, I see a little bit of pink. People are throwing it back. Now, me personally, I enjoy mine medium. So I, I enjoy the pink. Yeah, I go medium. But some people, me. yeah, some people don't do that. That's the best steak, by the way. If you're eating your stuff well done, stop doing that. Go get a medium because it's most tender. Go get you a, a medium ribeye. You'll get to change your life. If you're doing it well done, go get a burger. <laughs> right. But if that food came out of the kitchen, though, and it looks stunning, displaying the proper presentation, that will enhance the experience. And it even improve the taste. Well, in your mind, it will. Because if it looks good. It's likely to taste good. Dude, you had you had an experience with this recently. We went to when you went to Jamaica. They had yeah, they had the presentation at that uh Benny Honda's type place. <laughs> and that roach came out and all you had to do was have that visual. Y'all didn't even have to taste <laughs> the food yet. All you had is that visual and that roach ran across that table and that was the Yeah, end man. Of it. That was it. It I was done. I was done after that. I was like, "Ah, Nah, it's cool. I'll go to somewhere else where I don't have that type of presentation. That wasn't the presentation I was looking for. I was expecting <laughs> they the make whole a spectacle, spatula. right? Yeah, they make like, a spectacle. Like the they whole, definitely do. Like, the, like you said, the whole presentation, you know, they're they're doing all these little tricks and stuff. And yeah, they have a whole presentation, but it failed this time because the roach came yeah, out. Yeah, this one, this one was uh, a different type of presentation. <laughs> the, ro- <laughs> the roach came out heckling the guy. Yeah, exactly. Like, ah, you don't know. <laughs> like, what you ah, gonna do now? What you gonna do now? You weren't prepared for this. Like, ah, oh, oh, here he go. He gonna do the little train thing, choo-choo. Yeah, I've I been there. I saw that. What you get? What else you got? Right. <laughs> what you gonna do with me running out? Exactly. So the OG says that people don't always want words or rational explanations or demonstrations. They want immediate appeal to their emotions. And... Uh, that's kind of true right you don't want long drawn out reasoning all the time it, on instagram you don't want this long drawn out reason about why the picture looks dope you just want people to show the like just show like, the heart yeah. you know what i'm saying quick and easy it lets me know that you like what i had to offer you don't have to go through and tell me oh man the shirt is super dope and man the shoes go well with it and then the way you got your eyebrows and your hair and that that hat that you got on is super tight i don't need to hear all that bro just just double tap the picture or single tap the heart if you want to be efficient. But I don't need all the words, right? right. That's what most people think. Yeah. I appreciate the I'll appreciate the compliment. <laughs> I guess I'm just not normal. Yeah, nobody wants to hear the words. I agree. I mean, like, yeah. Nobody wants to read all that stuff. Especially on yeah, Instagram. Man. Nobody wants to read. That's why they're on Instagram rather than Twitter. Right. They don't want to know how many comments they got. They don't want to know how many words is on the comments. They want to know how many likes they got, right? That's right. Or how many loves because they're hearts. Now, the OG reminds us that on our quest to power, we need to rely on shortcuts. We need to circumvent people's suspicions. When people get suspicious, they start questioning. And when they start questioning, they start to resist the plan that we're really trying to carry out. All right. Now, think about this. The more you talk, the more you give a person time to think about what you're really saying. Pictures, they're less wordy. And that's actually from, that's one of the early laws, actually about being wordy. Yeah. So be concise. Yeah, exactly. Always. That's I think law it was number four. four. Yep. Always yep. say less than necessary. Yep. So. Yeah, man. And pictures, pictures are less wordy. They they give the person the opportunity to create their own idea and associate. They they can make their own association 
to what you're talking about rather than you talking yourself into putting your foot in your mouth. That um, actually reminds me of that Boondocks episode where Riley was hooping. Okay. They had a basketball team and Riley um, had all the, like the wild handles. He had his Tim's on and he, he showed off, you know, his handles and everything. And then he stopped right before he took the shot because, and that was because he actually can't shoot. All he did, (laughs) all he had was handles. So right. he showed everybody that he got these crazy handles and stuff. And they was like, oh, my God, Riley's about to change the team. But he knew he couldn't shoot. So he never showed that. So he actually used that to like negotiate um, kind of a better deal for himself. He got all the like the team jerseys that he wanted. He got to name the team, I think. You know, he got to do everything he wanted. He was a superstar without even having to take a shot. Right. And, later and that was his weakness right. anyway. Right. The OG also instructs us to establish a trademark to set ourselves apart. It looks like that was Riley's trademark. He had the crazy handles, right? Right. To go a step further, you should find an image or a symbol from the past that kind of fits your situation. And then you wear that on your shoulders like a cape. And the first thing that came to mind is Michael Jordan's Jumpman symbol. Michael Jordan created a symbol. That's his trademark. It set him apart from everybody. And it was it was him dunking, right? Right. Fast forward a few years, LeBron James comes into the picture. LeBron James has two symbols. He got the dunk man and the swing man. So with this, he kind of jumped two hurdles with one leap. He used the visual symbol, and it was his playoff for Michael Jordan's jump man symbol, which inadvertently aligns him with Michael Jordan. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I have a symbol too. No, I have two symbols. And these symbols are my trademark, and it shows that my symbols, they're not Michael Jordan. They're kind of Michael Jordan-esque because it's it's him dunking, Mm -hmm. but it's different from Michael Jordan's. They didn't do the same dunk. He did the dunks that he's trademarked for. Right. The dunk man. (laughs) Dunk man and the swing man. Now, in the keys to power, the OG says that words are dangerous instruments that often go astray. Think about this, all right? As a speaker, too much talking can push you to trigger an emotion in another person that you had no idea that you were going to trigger. Like if you keep saying all these words, they're making associations. They're they're This is what makes analogies good is that when you take a situation, people don't understand that situation. But if you can put it into something that they can associate with or that they can bond with, it makes them understand it better right. now. I'm a salesman, okay? And I began talking about how great our warranty policy is, all right? And I say, hey, Jaron, man, look, don't trust those other companies with those limited warranties and those niggardly replacement plans. And as I continue to talk, <laughs> I'm still what? going on, right? I'm what? still going on. Those and Jaron, mine is going like... <laughs> Niggardly. <laughs> wait, 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 did you just say? Did nigg- he just slide? Did he just slide and call me the N word? <laughs> I was about to say, like, wait a minute, dude. What did you just say? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right? So I'm talking. Maybe Jaron doesn't know that niggardly means stingy or ungenerous with money. You know what I'm saying? And he's making this association because he's a black man. Which is still very problematic. Yeah, he he's a he's a black man and he heard something that was close to the N-word, and now 
I just talked myself out of the cell because he made an association. Now, on the flip side, if I was a warranty salesman and my warranty has a logo that has a 100% symbol and has the words covered in big letters, all Jaron would need to see is that symbol that says 100% covered and he can say, oh man, it's 100%, everything's 100% covered? The warranty practically sells itself. That's the difference. <laughs> I actually, <laughs> That's the you difference. said niggerly and I had to like cut up my phone. Like, I was like, wait a minute, did he just say? Like, did I just miss that? <laughs> that happens every single day, man. You're talking. You think you're doing a good job. You're using these big words. You think you're bonding with somebody. And then you say something and you have no idea that you've even offended them. Right. You have no idea that they made an association that maybe it's a word that their dad used to say to them when they got in trouble. Or maybe it's a word that their teacher would say to them all the time. And now they've made a, this negative association with something that you said and you just talked yourself out of it. So stop all that talking. <laughs> the OG also says that words put you on the defensive. If you have to get to the point where you have to explain yourself, then your power is already in question. In images, they're given and they communicate instantly. When you see an image, you have an idea on what that image means. You get to make that up in your head yourself. If you're a Christian and you see a, you see Jesus on a cross, it's a it's a reminder that Jesus died on the sin, you know, died on that cross for the sins of man. People don't walk around with a paragraph saying Jesus died on the cross for the sins of all men and women and children. Right. They just have a symbol. And you know what that symbol symbolic of if you're a Christian. And again, law number four, I always say less than necessary. And Nike actually did exactly that. You know, they went from Nike to Nike with a check under it. And now it's just a check. They don't have the Nike over the check anymore. Right. They, you don't even have. Yeah. You don't even have to have Nike anymore. Right. The right. Check is good enough. You, you already know what the check means. You know what that means. So and they actually, you know, that was something that they set out to do. You know, that, that was intentional to just make it the check. So. Right. Just like AT&T. AT&T did the same thing. You know, they just have that blue globe now. And you know what that is. You know exactly what it is. I have to say that's true with it anymore. Wi-Fi did the same thing. You know, that symbol with the with the signal coming out. Yep. Wi-Fi has done the same thing. Essentially, I mean, it seems like most businesses are falling in line and making a trademark. Or making this visual symbol that people can relate to. Power has his own symbol. You know what the power symbol looks like. Right. Yep. That's universal. Does somebody own that? Like, I don't... <laughs> uh, I'm sure... Somebody, somebody has to, right? Uh, you know what? It's probably just a standard. It's probably a standard where it says, if you're going to make a symbol for power, this is the symbol you use to make it, uh, to make it so it's consistent. But somebody created it at some point and then that became Yeah, somebody created it and then like the FCC would take over to who's in charge of power. I think it's the IEC or somebody. One of these people who's over the standards would say, all right, your symbol is going to look like this. If you're going to relate to if you wanted to show that it's power, you need to have this symbol. And now you got to follow. Shout out to him. I hope he got uh, he got paid right for that. Probably not. He was working for a company. He made the symbol and boom, it belongs to the company now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The OG also 
spoke about uh, understanding the power of sight. And with that said, OGRG also warns us not to neglect the way that we arrange things visually. Okay. Now, examples he gave was the symbolic meaning of color. If you use the word gold, print it in gold because the sense of sight is more dominant for most people. And I put that to a quick test, Jaren. I went to Google, bro. I Googled American Express Gold. Went to images. First thing I saw was a gold card. Okay. I went to AMX Platinum. Platinum the card. color of the card was platinum. Yep. And businesses are using this every day. You know who also actually was a master at arranging things visually or just a, a master at uh, visual visual imagery? Who was that? And this is the second time he's come up this um, on this podcast in the same week, actually. Flavor Flav. Flavor <laughs> Flav. He, he, what? He has an iconic image. We know him as this little short, dark-skinned guy who always who always wears a clock and some kind of weird headpiece. Yeah, that's true. He he his imagery his imagery of himself is a spectacle. Yeah, he's got the uh, the little hat with the horns on it, like he's yeah. a Viking. Yeah, he's got the big clock. He's got the so grill. he's known I mean, to look like a spectacle. Yeah, and but that is iconic, though you know. And we all know exactly who it is as soon as we see him. Everybody knows who he is. He, he's not a great rapper by any means. He was part of the group Public Enemy, but he wasn't a great rapper at all. But he goes down as an icon. And I think a big part of that is that imagery that he put out. Yeah, I agree. When you first said Flavor Flav, I had it in question, but I agree. Now that you've explained. <laughs> Another OGRG suggestion is to use a combo of symbols and images that might not have been put together before and use it to convey your image. And this makes sense because it's kind of like art. They get to view, they being the people, they get to view what you have and you let them decipher the meaning behind your association of that fusion that you put together. So whatever you merge together, you leave it up to them to figure out why you did it. And I think the cover of this book kind of did that, man. The cover of this book is rectangular shaped. Well, the actual hard copy is. I would say the, it's I rectangular say shaped. Looking on the iPhone, dude. Like, of course, it's a rectangle. <laughs> the cover of the book is broken up in thirds. Now, the left and the right third is red, right? And that's a power color. It's known to be a power color. The middle of the book is blue. Now, for me, blue symbolizes professionalism. Like when you go to an interview, you're supposed to wear blues or grays, right? Okay. And the word power is the largest font printed on the book. And it's in gold. For me, the size shows the importance. It's the largest font on the on the book cover. And it's, and it's the most important word, right? And gold, for me, symbolizes reliability or wealth. And... So that cover, it's super symbolic. And I didn't read that anywhere. I just got that for myself. But I guarantee you that that cover is strategic for Robert Greene. There's, he, it didn't just come together on accident. Mm -hmm. I got another one who was the king of the, of the symbol. Okay. Jaren's man crush. He took two symbols 
and created the love symbol, which eventually became his name. The artist formerly known as Prince. Right. Prince, the artist. So, and I was I just recently learned this. So the love symbol, and I didn't know this, so don't laugh at me for not knowing this, Jaren. I know that this is your favorite artist and you know everything about him, but I didn't know this. I'm just learning this, so let me live, all right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the love symbol was a mix between the uh, astrology symbols for man and woman and it just shows me he embodied this law before the book. So he took the two symbols, one for man, uh, men are from Mars, one for woman, women from Venus. He took those uh, astrology symbols, right? He put them together. So he created his own symbol and it was supposed to mean that man and woman together when they're unified is love. And so that's where his symbol came from. And they pretty made a interesting stuff. And then he made he made everything out of it. And apparently it was a big deal back in the day because number one <laughs> well, so it was his album. It was on his album cover. And then he went and changed his name to it, but you can't type it. No typewriter had that. No, you know, word wasn't popping back then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No emojis. Right. No emojis. Before the the advent of emojis. Right. And then you couldn't say the name. Because it's a symbol, it's a glyph. This, he's, this guy's got hieroglyphics for a name and stuff, right? So you have to say. So it was pretty pop. It was pretty problematic for people. So apparently they sent out floppy disks to like all the major news outlets so they can at least have a copy of the symbol. <laughs> so you have to. But say, that created power for they him. They, man. Did, they couldn't just Google it. <laughs> you couldn't. So it now, was it was super powerful. So then everybody had to say the artist formerly known as Prince. Right. You couldn't you couldn't really say his name. And that that in itself is like, well, yo, his name ain't Prince no more. Well, what is it? Just like, oh, just like it's the symbol. You have to say the whole thing like that just to address him. <laughs> it <did. laughs> it's kind of like, again, with the boondocks where you have to say a pimp named Slickback. Slickback. You're right. You that was to, his name. He, <laughs> you couldn't just call him Slickback. He insisted that you say the whole thing. A pimp named Slickback. I can't say that for some reason. A pimp named Slickback. Yeah, that that was that was a good episode, by the way. Excellent episode. <laughs> yeah, man. I bet you like people around him. They wouldn't say uh, the artist formerly known as Prince. It's like Roger. Hey, yo, check this out, man. I'm not calling you that. <laughs> like, who are you talking to? <laughs> Roger, you, you know to? who I'm talking to. Answer me, dog. Answer me. You will refer to me. As a symbol. <laughs> and you were referred to me as nothing more. Right. Or nothing less. You, you definitely embodied the artist formerly known as Prince. Yeah. All right. Now, back to back to OGRG. Give yourself an aura that your normal appearance will not create. Okay? So the normal you wouldn't be this. You got to give yourself an aura that is different from the normal you. And rappers do this all the time. They dress a certain way, different from the way that they normally dress if they weren't in their rapper personas. Some rappers use stage names to align their image with powerful street figures, Scarface, Rick Ross, right? And these are people of the past, so they're trying Jim to align Jones. themselves. Jim Jones, right? Although, is that is that tight? 
Well, I guess you got a lot of people following you. Like, if you was an Instagram blogger like named Jim Jones, that'd be hot. Is that a hot rapper name, though? Um, I don't really think so. I don't think most most people didn't even know what the reference was. Well, there you go. He got a lot of people following him. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> so rappers do this all the time, and what they're doing is they're aligning themselves with that historical figure, and they're usually choosing a person that they're that they're trying to emulate in a way because they want to be referenced next to whatever that name is right so scarface obviously scarface was a was a huge movie and it shows that this guy went from nothing to a whole lot well uh, even before that there was an actual gangster i believe named scarface as well oh really no like i didn't mafia kind of guy i didn't know about that one you know so there are a bunch of rappers choose your favorite rapper and well nowadays i take that back rappers of today are now going by their government name which is interesting or their little so-and-so or young so-and-so i think the, i think the little is like it's falling off little yachty little uzi vert that was just last year oh wow see they're late <laughs> right they didn't get the memo man you can't be coming out little and after the 2010s man like what happens when you grow up didn't they see what happened to Lil Bow Wow, Lil Wayne, Lil Jeezy? Oh, that was Young Jeezy, excuse me. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, oh, trademarks, trademarks. We forgot about that. These artists are coming out with trademarks, too. So a lot of the rappers have a trademark sound or grunt or an action or an activity that they do. So the Rick Ross has his grunt, right? Mm. Uh, activity, Wiz Khalifa. Snoop Dogg, they're the biggest weed smokers ever in life, right? Jay-Z, his persona was known to throw money, right? He had a lot of money going on with him. Diddy, his his trademark activity was he was never going to stop, and he's still going. He didn't lie to us. So choose your favorite rapper, your favorite, well, definitely rapper. I can't say artist. I don't know about other genres and if they really trademark themselves like that. Can, definitely choose your favorite rapper. Can we scoot, uh, take a step back for a second here? So you you mentioned the whole thing about Prince and the floppy disk and stuff. Did you see the picture of this thing? Uh-huh. Like the yellow floppy disk and then they had like instructions for the use of the Oh, symbol. no, I, I didn't see that. I'm looking <laughs> no. at the actual image of what, it, <laughs> what this all looked like. And they're talking about how this symbol is now the artist's legal name. It should be used refer whenever referring to him in print. <laughs> there you go. Now but, you know what to do. But however, the first time he is referenced in a story, you may wish to use the phrase. It has a symbol. Then it has in parentheses, the artist formerly known as Prince to avoid. Confusion. <laughs> Thereafter, please use the love symbol font. Oh, wow. Isn't that nice? They gave instructions. Yeah. They told you exactly what then to it do. Has Macintosh installation and PC installation. There you go. They were running PCs, the games. Running Windows. Just regular again, Windows. It's like the first Windows. Right. Then again, that's who's running the game now is, well, it's, Apple. It's the same too, yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We need to get a computer going, man, and we just create our own thing. That's where it's at. <laughs> All right. Maybe not. Now, for the reversal, reversal the OG says it. that there is no power made available by ignoring images and symbols. So, there is no reversal. 
And that's it. All right. All I got this week, man. Compelling spectacles. And I'm tumultuous. I'm amped. I'm hyped. I'm ready. <laughs> All right, guys. So, as always, we'd like to thank you for uh, checking us out. And we encourage you to get your own copy of Sir Robert Green's 48 Laws of Power. Oh, my mama. Get yourself the <laughs> audiobook like we are listening to or get the traditional hardback copy. And because you know we need you to support Robert Green, he's always up to something. And this week I've heard that he has, um, well, don't you know those cups where they're lined with copper to keep your drink cold or hot, whichever way you want it to go? Yep. Well, I heard that he's lining all of his toilets with this copper, the same copper technology, because he wants to keep oh, the water in the toilet at 31 degrees. Oh, wow. I have no idea what that's about, but hey. I mean, when you got the money, you can do what you want. Okay. Well, tell Rob. Oh, I get it. Because he wants it. He must want it slightly frozen. So then his his warm, you know, fluids would, you know, melt the water or something. Because under 32 is going to be frozen. So that Robert Green, man, he's always a step ahead. Maybe, no, he wants it. Like, don't you know when sometimes when you got the refrigerator so cold that your water inside of it kind of turns into that slush for a second? Gotcha. Maybe he wants it to be like that. Like That's the triple point of water. That's definitely it. That's the triple point of water. It's just like that slush is not really ice yet, but it's not really liquid. uh, You need to put that in the fun fact show. Or did we already do that show? (laughs) Uh, No, we didn't really see it. Come on, man. Okay. Let us cook. <laughs> <laughs> and just because you go and get Robert Greene's book, because you should support him, doesn't mean you don't need us anymore. Just like listening to us doesn't mean you shouldn't go out and go get Robert Greene's book. Robert Greene's book is like the buff guy who you don't want to mess with because mm-hmm. he's super, super tough. I mean, you can tell he's in the gym all the time. You don't want to walk up and mess with him. And we're like the, oh, my mama. I mean, we make him look even tougher. You know what I'm saying? We're that spectacle. (laughs) We're we're the clap. And we're we're those vocal words in that changed tone. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my mama. That's who we are. And so we compliment what Robert Greene is doing. Just like that spectacle compliments that buff guy. You really won't mess with him after that. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that the book is kind of like those Yeezy Boost 350 Zebras. And okay. we're like the stand socks. Ah. You can't be walking around with no hang socks with that on, man. Right. You got to get the socks to go with it. We don't want to see no Fruit of the Loom socks, bro. <laughs> we want to see the real deal. All right, guys. And if you want to reach out to us, you can reach out um, to the corporate streets at gmail.com. That is the corporate streets with a Z at gmail.com. We are on. You can also find us on Twitter and on Facebook. And for next week, we have a law 38, which is think as you like, but behave like others. Okay. There's got to be some strategic with that because they tell you to be yourself. But OG RG is telling you, think like you like or behave like others. All right. I can't wait till next week. All right. So this has been another episode of the Corporate Streets Powercast. And this is the Powercast for people. Actually, I'm going to do it a little different this week. 
Look, just don't make a spectacle of yourself. Don't 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 look like a deal outside. If you're gonna do a spectacle, make yourself a spectacle. Don't do like that. That's on my mama, people. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm with it. Peace. Peace. Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, Power Cast, Power Cast, Power Cast. Power Cast. Power Cast. Power Cast. Power Cast.